and welcome to the Fence End podcast. Um, we said at the last one this, that that might have been the last uh, one where we're talking about football and we might have gone on to talking about things that annoy us and, and biscuits and fry-ups and stuff like that. But <laughs> after the, the game against Burton, we have more football to talk about. Uh, and so that's me and Fraser. Hi, Fraser. How are you? Hi, good, good, good. How are you? Very well. Very well. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, um... we've, we've, we've been building up a list of things that annoy us throughout the year, which we will get to <laughs> in the summer. But, I know. It's just nice to be able to still talk about football. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you know me, so si, I do love a rant about something. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I love even more talking about um, Oxford United being uh, being in a in a great place. And, and um, yeah, I've got to say, as you know, as, as I said on the last pod, I never thought we'd be doing this pod. Well, I, maybe a 5-10% chance I thought mm. that we'd make the playoffs. I just couldn't see Pompey slipping up and... My God, didn't Pompey slip up? <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, if you haven't seen the Pompey score, you might have heard me say that and thought they lost 10-0. But it was only one. Um, but yeah. uh, I, haven't, I didn't see their game. I'm, I'm led to believe they weren't very good, though. Um, I, well, I, I watched our game on one screen uh, through the iFollow. And on the other screen, I had the uh, the Pompey game on Sky and was watching that and or kind of out the corner of the eye. And, and by the time we were sort of, three nil up like a, you know, after an hour and it, I think it was clear we were going to win like a lot yeah. of Oxford fans I think we kind of just started to be more concerned about what was happening at, at Fratton Park and yeah, yeah they were they had lots of possession but really they to be fair the Accrington goalkeeper who I didn't realize at the time is only 20 and yeah. had an absolute worldie yeah of the match and I if ever if he's listening to this or he hears about this, I think just about every Oxford fan will buy him a pint. hundred uh, percent, yeah. And it, it's um, you know, it's it's funny because it's it's weird that we kind of we we held up our end of the deal quite quickly. Um, yeah. It's like we did what we needed to do. Um, you'd you'd think that we'd be drawing for a long time, um, but <laughs> yeah. but we kind of we we were you know I, I know that 2-0 isn't a safe score line but by the time it was 2-0 i kind of felt home and hose i kind of thought mm. we, we we've we've done what we need to do i you know couldn't really see burton coming back into that i'm judging this purely on the radio i was driving mm. for pretty much 70 of the 90 minutes that that our game lasted um and i'm happy to say my my when we got to about 95 minutes, I was on the M27 just north of Portsmouth, um, which was wonderful. Because <laughs> I was deliberately just in my car, just cheering and like, you know, like shouting and stuff and hoping there were Pompey fans around, maybe wondering <laughs> what that was. But, but um, yeah, it was it was weird that, that uh, you know, and, and, and like you say, I, like most Oxford fans, I think going into, well, the Portsmouth game going into the second half, I was sure they were at least going to equalise. Um, and you kind of just wait, listening to Radio Oxford, waiting for Stevie Kinneborough to say, or waiting for him to make a noise that Pompey had equalised, and it just didn't happen. It was, no. and you know, it's weird. I put the well, no, sorry, I didn't put it on. I had Radio Oxford on, and and they cut over to the Fratton Park commentary, didn't they? Uh, they did, with yes. with about with about ninety seconds left, and um, yeah, the commentators it just sounded totally dejected, and that. Pompey hadn't really deserved anything. Um, I think there was a suggestion they were good at the start of their game and then Stanley scored and that was kind of it. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, they were... They were... Had a lot of possession without really sort of troubling the goalkeeper too much. He did make 
two or three good saves, but you know, not nothing you wouldn't expect a decent keeper to make if that makes sense. And and you ended up with the old Ronan Curtis sort of trying to score from thirty yards and missing by thirty yards and looking dejected, which was which was you know good to see. Yeah. Um, and, and just yeah, I think you're right. It was kind of. Fair play to Burton. I saw um, Ian Dark, who's the, one of the commentators on on um, I think he's on Sky or BT, who I guess is a Pompey fan because he was a bit sort of scathing and saying, "Oh, Oxford got past Burton, who, who apparently didn't turn up." I thought, well, no, they 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 gave us a good game. They've been playing mm. well. Um, we just we were better. We were absolutely focused and did exactly what we needed to do. Um, we we took the game to them early on. We were attacking and. We defended well. We did exactly what we we needed to do, um, which in the previous pod we were saying, you know, that's all we can do. We can do what we can do, and whatever happens happens. And fair play to Accrington, who deserved their win. They were, yeah, you know, they were strong, physical. They got stuck in. They were blocking shots, and and they looked like they were playing for something which they weren't and they you know nobody could have blamed them really if they'd have switched yeah. off a little bit um but and, but they they didn't and i don't think burton did you know they were they were a threat at times um we were just clinical and it's kind of annoying when uh people um in reference to clubs like portsmouth they desperately look for this um forensic analysis as to how this could possibly have happened mm. how mm. did big portsmouth lose out on the playoffs because they weren't good enough they weren't yeah. good enough across 46 games. End of discussion. Yeah, this thing about... And I think that... You know, you know. do you remember when um, we we talked about the um, the Man City game uh, and I said that thing about... The, the, the second one we played them and I said that thing about when Taylor scored that goal, my phone was inundated with my with friends I've got who support top flight clubs and, and can't be bothered with Oxford desperate to tell me that the move started with a moving ball mm. because it kind of takes it away a little bit from Oxford. They can't handle... It was the same sort of thing with... Um, I, I got the, you know these messages saying, yeah, Stanley did you a favour though, didn't they? And I sort of want to go, well, actually they didn't. They played 46 league games, as did Portsmouth, as did Oxford, as did everyone in League One. Um, and across 46 games, we all finished where we deserve to finish. And yeah. look, I mean, this thing about getting a favour done, a favour would be that we finish two points short of Portsmouth and the EFL come along and say, tell you what, Oxford, do you <laughs> want to play one more game and nobody else can? And if yeah. you win that, um, you can go above them. So you'd have finished. What well, do you a favour? That's a favour. There's no favour in everyone playing the same league games, everyone playing the same opponents. Sorry, Portsmouth, you came up short. That's, yeah. that's, yeah. That, that's it, I'm afraid. <laughs> there, there was that stat, wasn't there, on, on, on the fencing group WhatsApp chat, that, that 74 points has always been enough. And, and Liam said, I think 74 will be enough. And you kind of think, well, Pompey have only got a win and they'll be past 74 points. But they, they couldn't do that. Yeah. And, and it's, it's weird how, you know, a statistic like that, you kind of, okay, this season, you, you felt going into the last game of the season... Well, that might not be enough. And, and to be fair, for Charlton, it wasn't enough. You know, 74 was enough for us to get into the playoffs, but not for them. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, to, to miss out on goal difference, it must be galling for them. You know, Pompey weren't good enough to miss out on goal difference. They missed out on points like yeah. everyone else who finished outside the playoffs. Yeah. Charlton were a bit unfortunate, but 74 points was enough. And, and like yeah. you say, we got ourselves into a position 
by winning our last game. You know, nobody did us a favour. I know, regardless of what Ian Dark said about Burton being on the beach, they certainly weren't. I don't think that's fair on them. Um, yeah. We did enough. Pompey didn't do enough. You're, you're absolutely right. It's it's all about the whole season. And, yeah. and you end up at the end of the season with the number of points you, you deserve. Cup, cup runs are a little bit different. You know, you can go, you see some um, people sometimes post you know, someone gets to the final with always playing at home and, and never against the team above them in divisions. You know, a Premier League team might get through beating first, second and, and championship clubs yeah. always at home. Sometimes that can, you know, you can look at that and go, well, they've had an easier run to the final. You know, yeah. but a league season, a league season is done like it is. Like you say, everyone plays everyone home and away. Yeah. The best teams finish, you know, where they deserve. And, you know, there's, there's like that thing with, you know, I saw a couple of Charlton fans there's nothing wrong with being disappointed but then getting sort of aggrieved that you've been done on goal difference it's like well we have to separate people somehow that's the way we yeah. do it it's funny, you know when there's a World Cup and it comes down to penalties and if England lose mm. most England fans will say <laughs> well why is it penalties anyway well that's what we signed up to that's what yeah. we all know what the rules are yeah it's it's not unlike not unlike the VAR and offside and yeah. everyone moaning saying Oh, this is silly. We're we're going down to fractions of an inch, or a to, you know, they say a toenail. Well, you can't see a toenail because you've got a boot on. But you know what I mean. It, it yeah. he might be. Oh well, he's only a couple of inches offside. How how are they giving that? And it's like, well, the reason they're giving that is big. I hate VAR. We've talked about it before. But yeah, offside is not a, a um a subjective thing. It's an objective thing. And if well, yeah, one it. person's foot is slightly ahead of the defender's foot or body or whatever part of the body he can play the ball with. He's offside. If you sort of start going, well, he's only an inch offside, we'll allow that. Well, then if you're two inches offside, then you're only an inch more than the thing you're allowing. So why aren't you allowing that? You have to have a line at which it gets drawn. Well, exactly. And and this is, pun. you know, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm sorry to veer into VAR here. We'll be quick on this. But yes. um, <laughs> it's it's this whole, this is my position with VAR is that if you, if you, if you want to bring VAR in, Okay, that's fine, but be aware this is how it's going to have to be used. The way you've just yeah. said, you know, there yeah. there is an exact. Everyone goes on about why are they doing it exactly like that? Because you're using the technology. This is what it brings. Yeah. Uh, it, you're you know, implementing laws of the game. Those laws of the game are quite specific. Yeah, so exactly. You have to be yeah, quite specific in ruling on them. You know, it's like saying, you know, it's like inviting a shark to dinner and saying, I can't believe it, the shark ate all my guests. Well, yes, it did. You invited a shark. <laughs> did you think it would happen? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we're in the playoffs. <laughs> we are in the playoffs. Um, yeah. Before before we sort of cover the the playoffs and the ticketing and and the fact that fans will be back at there, we'll have a, a quick roundup of the player awards which happened midweek. Um, I'll quickly run through who won what. Young player of the year, Jack Stevens. Obviously, goalkeeper. You kind of think goalkeepers are always quite old. But he's he's clear he isn't obviously he's still a young man um, and did very well there. Um, the players' player and the fans' player of the year same person Sam Long. Uh, yep. Women's player of the year Lauren Haynes. Goal of the season Brandon Barker for his goal at Crew and Golden Boot winner Matty Taylor who's currently on 18. Um, thought the quite I didn't watch it but the club did a great thing with season ticket holders where they could watch the you know it was obviously all done remotely, everybody um, in their own homes, the players and stuff like that. But it was quite a nice touch for, for, for the fans to be able to kind of watch in on that and, and see things being said. Yeah. And obviously, Carl asked for his, you know, he was asked by Nathan Cooper what his um, 
favourite thing of the season was, and he said Swindon getting relegated. So he, <laughs> he knows what to say, doesn't he? That probably isn't his favourite thing of the season. He, but um, for an award ceremony where the fans are listening in, that's exactly the right thing to be saying. Yeah, Carl really gets it with things like that, doesn't he? He knows exactly what to say to whether it's to get us onside or not. I don't know or really care because it was yeah. it's great, <laughs> you know. And he 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 understands that that kind of thing so well. Um, how to get people on, the the right things to say um, to get uh, you know the the supporters onside and brilliant, yeah, because I loved it as well. You know, it was great that that little clip. And um, I will say one thing: I I may dispute the Brandon Barker uh, goal of the season by by one Sam Winnell. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, now I said this on the WhatsApp group, and I don't know if if this is probably an overstatement, but I genuinely think it might be the best Oxford strike I've ever seen. I mean, mm. is that too much? And I'm thinking about Joey Beecham against Blackpool. Yeah. That's probably better. But, I mean, it's right up there. It is. It it's, is. it's unbelievable. And because I, I didn't see it. I only heard it at the time on the radio. And they were really raving about it. But sometimes I've heard things on the radio and see it back and think, well, it's okay. But, my God, it was, <laughs> it's just a screamer. <laughs> it, was, it was. I was thinking, and as well, you know, the fact that we, the awards were after that point. I know, and I appreciate you know they've they've got to do the voting. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, but you kind of think, hang on, somebody player of the season. Now Sam Long thoroughly deserves it. I've got no no qual, you know, no qualms in no. saying that he thoroughly deserves it. But let you know, here's a here's a hypothetical, <laughs> and it won't happen obviously. Yeah. It's, it's hypothetical, but let's just for argument's sake say that Elliot Moore in the both playoff semi-finals scores five goals. He, he basically keeps the ball for himself and just constantly dribbles around everyone, scores five goals in both games. We win 10. We go to Wembley. He does the same thing at Wembley, scores five goals. We win 5-0. He doesn't let anyone else touch the ball and he's outstanding. I think you'd then say, he might deserve player of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we yeah, have to have a little yeah. player of but, the playoffs yeah, to, but, to kind of cover anything that happens during those games. I, you know, then, hey, I t- if that's a prediction, if that comes right, if that happens then i'm gonna put me lottery tickets on but yeah yes but the thing is um when tim listens to this he will immediately hi hi tim hi tim he will when we just said that um you know do the like a uh, can we include these guys in the vote (laughs) you know it's too late but tim would immediately say well your last point on var was that a line has to be drawn somewhere so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah he has a point he does have a point Um, yeah and, of, and that kind of might take us on a little bit to the, the ballot and the fact that this line has been drawn between the the, mm. the normal season and season tickets and, and all of that sort of stuff and the fact that the playoffs aren't part of the season ticket payment, if you like. Season ticket holders will get preferential treatment, as, as I think is fair, for the ballot for the home game. Um, I know people have, have sort of talked about that they had tickets for Boxing Day and I saw a, a screen grab being shared where people who said, well, you know, it says if you had a season, t- if you had a ticket rather for Wimbledon, you would get the next one. I've only just realised this morning when I was looking through my emails at ballots to see approximately how soon they announced who would get tickets in the last ballot, you know, when, when that closed, when they sort of said you were successful or not, and realised that I had a ticket for Boxing Day. So... The things I may have said in the past about no Boxing Day tickets shouldn't get any preferential treatment. I might change my mind if I don't get one. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know I think you're right. Those those lines have to be drawn. Mm. 
and the club, you know, season ticket holders get get preference for playoff tickets, but they're not part of the, you know, the playoff. Sorry, not part of the normal season ticket deal. You know, if we'd have been to every game, we'd have still had to pay for for the playoffs. And I, you know, we're we're looking at a club that, other than player trading, has lost a lot of money. It's cost us, you know, the club a fortune this year to keep running, yeah. keep doing things. We've been successful, I think, for each of us that that are lucky enough. If it's me, if it's not me, whatever. If you're lucky enough to get a ticket, I don't think twenty odd quid is is going to harm us too much when a, when we've got a club that that's you know been been supported to huge amounts by by the owners putting money in and keeping it going yeah and i mean look you know there's the whole the whole boxing day thing um i i, I totally i totally get the point i get the point that the people who who want that are making that that they were promised this thing that the next time uh, fans are allowed at a game there there will be priority for those who've missed out today i get that however i think that a lot of context needs to be brought into this where now i know i know that the, the club shouldn't have made the statement if they if they couldn't exactly honor it but i think they clearly made that statement with the thinking that we will have fans back probably by the end of february as most of us thought at the time that mm, we'd probably yeah. be back by then late february early march certainly this season also I think not that the club were thinking uh, we're, we're kind of talking us down or anything or thinking that we're we're not doing too good. But were we nineteenth in the table, eighteenth? They probably mm. didn't think that at that point we'd make the playoffs. I'm not saying that any member of the club has said that, but I'm just saying you know that's that they would you could forgive them for being human and thinking we probably won't make the playoffs this season. So the next time I have to honour this is either a, a league game where there are a few league games or when the new season starts. Yeah. And I just kind of think that also the club would have looked at it and thought, right, we've got, you know, you take the, take the, it's the 4,000 figure, but you've got to take the, the players, coaches, corporate, whatever out. Mm. Say you're left with 3,000, I don't know, 3,700 or whatever, whatever. Um, let's say that they, they, they said, right, we've got to give priority to someone here. Let's again, put the last kind of year in context you know that this time last year, or when the new season was starting last year, we were in a a, a very kind of delicate position. All football clubs were, where mm. the club needed commitment from from supporters, um, and not expected it, but asked for it and got it. Yeah. You know, in yeah. in the form of people buying season tickets, and most of us bought season tickets knowing that there was half a chance we might not get to a game for a long time. I I was sure we'd at least get to some. Um, as it turned out, there was the two over the Christmas period, and then nothing else. And and look, I mean, it's it's. I think they have to prioritize someone, and they've chosen to go for. Well, let's just take the entire bank of this group here who put a commitment in at the start of last year. That that they'll they'll um that they'll be able to to have the priority for tickets. And I mean, I think if you want a ticket. You'll probably get one for next for next Tuesday. Yeah. You've got a good chance. I, think, I mean, I think you're right. You you mentioned the four thousand, and and as the club have said, out of that four thousand, you have to take the players, the coaching staff, the ball boys, the stewards, the police yeah. that will be there. There'll be medical staff in case of emergencies. You've got the directors. You've got stadium staff that that have to be there for for all sorts of reasons. So, I I've I've seen various figures banded about about how many tickets 
will be available, how many spaces will be available for season ticket holders. But I also think you're right. I, I'm plucking a few figures out there. I, I think I've seen 3,900 is the number of season ticket holders we have. Okay. Wrong there, right. But I've seen that as a figure. Now, both you and I know people through our WhatsApp group and I know, you know other WhatsApp groups where people have said, yeah, I can't make it. Um, or I know somebody who's not that comfortable yet going back to that sort of thing. So I think there's going to be a number of people that won't want to go. Yeah. Um, I whether mean, that quite quite gets it below the threshold so that everyone can go. But I think there's a, a very, very good chance that I, I would, I'm going to, again, pluck a figure out the air, but a good 90% of people who want to go will be able to go. I think that's that's yeah. a realistic look at you know where the figures are and how many there's going to be around. I, I, I think most people will get the chance to go. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think they will. And like you say, I think a lot of people aren't subtracting those who can't go. I mean, right here, mm. I'm one of them. I can't make it next Tuesday. Um, so there's one. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a six yeah. o'clock kick off, kick off as well. So yeah. you know, if you've got if you're somebody who, who who doesn't live locally but has a season ticket, but you can't get away from work, you know, whatever yeah, you work. Absolutely. People work in shifts. You know, if, if you're, uh, we you know we have a lot of I know fans who are in the NHS. You know, if you're on shift at the NHS, I don't think you're going to be able to just go. Can't make it. Oh, I'm going to finish a bit early. You know, yeah, they, absolutely. Yeah. There are certain people in certain jobs that just can't, you know tweak it a bit and go well i'm going to work through my lunch and finish early you know that yeah there's lots of lots of of, of workers uh, and people that that just can't do that so i think yeah it'd be, yeah. be interesting I, I yeah i hope you know it's a shame people will miss out like you say you can't make it i, I think there'll be a lot of people in your situation it, it's it's a shame you know it'd be lovely that everyone who, who had a season ticket could go and we have you know the full, a full house twelve and a half thousand people in there it'd be great we know that's not the case and it's a shame, but I think, yeah, I think, I think we'll be close to a, to getting everyone in who wants to go or can go. Yeah, right. and I mean, uh, I'm not saying you don't want to go. You you clearly would, but you can't. Oh, and, yeah, and yeah. that's the same for a lot of people. Yeah, might be. but yeah, look, you know, this is the way it all, it's always going to be. They 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 can't please everyone. You know, we know the situation we're in. They've had to restrict how many people can be in the ground anyway. Um, and as I said at the start, I absolutely concede that the, the, the wording in that email, if the club could go back in time, I have no doubt they would delete that sentence um, and this wouldn't be an issue. Um, but yeah, you know, rightly pointed out, they did put that in their email. But I, I'm sorry, I just think that this is such a such a different situation. It's not, a, 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 you know, a huge promise they've gone back on. It's um you know it's just an unfortunate situation. They can't they can't please every group of people. So they've gone no. for let's let's offer it first to the people who put a big commitment in at the start of last summer. And look, again, I'm not having a go at anyone who say can't afford to buy a season ticket. I'm not saying that you aren't committed to the club, but I'm also saying that not everyone who buys one, in fact most people who buy one aren't, you know, swimming in bags of cash. They just, you know, um have enough to get one. And so mm. got one. It's not a bunch of rich people who buy them. It's it's mostly people who, who have just had to sort of, um, you know, try to try to have enough to get one and and can get one. And so mm. are kind of rewarded for that. You know, there's no yeah. there's no easy way to kind of navigate that. And I think the club have done the best they can. And as we've just said, I think that um, anyone who wants a ticket for that game uh, will 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 probably get one. Yeah, there's a phrase, isn't there? It's, it's some goes something like don't don't let the 
perfect be the um, enemy of the good or something like that, where yeah. whereby you're trying to find a perfect solution to something that there probably isn't a perfect solution to. So yeah. you have to find the best of of the solutions available to you. Mm. Um, and and like you say, this is it. I think we're 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 um, we are where we are. And and I think by by some point on Friday, people will know if they've if they've got a ticket. Um, yeah. And, and can make alternative arrangements if not um obviously the away game none of us can get to so i think it's, it's quite nice that pubs are just starting to open a little bit and at least rather than i mean sit on your own <laughs> or yeah. you know th- there's a certain amount of being able to watch that second leg with with friends with, with yeah. you know people we you know that we go to games with which uh, is kind of where I, people are planning to do i know i can't hide my uh, uh disappointment that um that is the second the second t- year running in ten years, we've been in the playoffs, and we pretty much, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Well, some people can go to this one, but we couldn't go last year, and and mm. um, you know, even even the look. I'm not trying to. I'm not. It's not sour grapes because I can't go, but even the people who can go next Tuesday, it's not going to be a playoff atmosphere like it should be. You know, it should be. We you should be packing that place out. It should be electric in there, but. Yeah. Sadly, it's not going to be like that. But hopefully, we can get a good enough atmosphere going yeah, that yeah. we'll spur the I, I team on. And like we say, there's going to be eighty or ninety percent of the people that want to go, um, who go to games pretty much all the time anyway, who make yeah. a decent amount of noise, will be there. So yeah, yeah. And they might, it might even be a bit different because we'll be, you know, everyone's going to be spread around a little bit. People in different stands who normally don't sit where they normally sit, we'll, mm. we'll just have to, yeah. Get, get a bit loud on it you're right it, it's weird isn't it we 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 got to a couple of uh, conference playoffs but this last season was the first time we got to a league football league playoff yeah um and and we weren't able to go to any of the games this time we can go to the certainly the first of the semi you know the home leg of the semi-final and then beyond that we'll have to wait and see let's i'm not gonna make yeah. any sort of silly oh look yeah let's look ahead to a final that we aren't at and I guess that brings us on to Blackpool and their their form and and the, our opponents in the in the semi final home yes. in the first leg away in the second leg. Um, looking, it's going to be a, a, an interesting game. Obviously, we apart from the two teams that have promoted Hull and Peterborough, we're the next highest scorers in the division, and Blackpool have got the the meanest defence in the division. So it's the the goal scorers, you know, it's attack against defence, but I think. Yeah. It's, Probably a bit more complex than that, um, but it's yeah, it's going to be a, a, an interesting game. I, I'm reading some of their fans' forums. They're, they're you know they're not absolutely kind of confident. I think like like everyone going into this, it's it's a two-game you know semi-final, um, and and anything can happen. It's 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 yeah. not. I I won't say form goes out of the window. Last season I think form did go out of the window because. You know, we we were on a great run. Then we stopped, and we had a couple of months off, two or three months off, whatever it was, before we played the semi-finals. And the form that we had going into it, five games on the trot that we'd won, didn't mean a thing because the way we play, you know, it needed that kind of. We needed to be going straight into the playoffs, like we are this time. I think, and there's me saying form goes out the window. I think it does a little bit. It's who perhaps copes with the pressure of it, and and we know what that pressure is going to be we most of the team that's that will play experienced it last year um they'll they'll know how 
what they had to do to get through a playoff semi-final. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's looking at the um looking at the form of the two of the two teams, it's you know, there's there's no hiding from the fact Blackpool are on lightning. I think they've got the best form in the league at the moment. Uh they came into the the playoffs, you know, four wins in a row. Um and you know, there's no getting away from that. But then like you say, you look at the um look at the kind of goal differences and goal score, goals against Blackpool have only scored 60 goals, which for a team mm. finishing third place, to find a figure lower than that, you need to jump, jump down to 12th place crew. Yeah. Um, and then you don't find another one lower than that until 15th place Fleetwood. So mm. they're, not, they're not exactly um, you know, on fire in front of goal. Um, no, Ro- Rochdale, who, who are relegated, have scored more goals than them this season. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Things like that well, blow my mind. Yeah, yeah. They've conceded well, to the half. Well, this is the yeah. thing. You look at the conceded tally, and they're yeah. they're easily top of the. Well, they're they're top by one. Uh, so Hull, they've conceded thirty seven. Blackpool, Hull on thirty eight. Um, mm. So it's it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting game. I mean, to think that we've scored seventeen more goals than this lot, yeah. um, yet we're the team four places below them, uh, three places below them in the in the playoff places. You know, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be a fascinating what... game. It is, and it's interesting what you said about form, and and I think it, it's something we've often touched on in the past, where we look at ourselves in isolation and assume when we lose a game that everyone else must have won, and and oh, we're in the last six games. If you look at the last six games form, we're top of that, and then Hull, yeah. and then Blackpool. If you look at the last eight, it's Hull, then us, then Blackpool. If you yeah. look at the last ten, it's Peterborough, then us, then Hull. Then Blackpool. You've <laughs> yeah. kind of got to go back twelve the last twelve matches yeah, in yeah. form terms to find them above us. And yeah. it's not you know diff- we've played different opponents in that time. Um, you know, and it, it it it's it's again does form go out the window? Well, yes and no, but equally form helps you to to know that you're playing well. There's a confidence about how we're playing. Yeah, and you know. In that last six games, you know, we've we've scored eighteen, conceded eight. And like Blackpool have scored seven and conceded two. Yeah. So you know, we're it's gonna be I say a clash of styles. It's it's gonna be if you go back to eight matches, we've scored twenty five, they scored eight. Yeah. You know, we've scored three times as many goals as them in the last eight games. Uh, it's it's crazy, it's, isn't it? It's... it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be a fascinating Game, yeah, and um, but but the other games. the other weird thing about this is the the psychology of it is that had we been in the playoff places all season mm. you, and finished where we did, you'd kind of be a bit a you'd, you'd be pretty nervous because you'd be thinking, ah, oh, Blackpool, this is a good opponent here. We finished the lowest, they finished the highest, but because we kind of got in on the last day, and we've it, we've come in on like an upward bounce. Yeah. I, 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 this could be played back to me, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of feel quite confident. Um, I feel like we, we, because we've come in at this angle and that we're the kind of late arrival on, on really mm-hmm. good form. I feel like it, it, psychologically, it's a bit of a boost to us because yeah. we haven't had time to look around us for the last six months and think, oh, I wonder who will get in the playoffs because we haven't been thinking about the playoffs, you no, know. No. We, we, they've it, been, I know, I know. We could have still caught them with in the last two weeks. It needed them to lose both games, us to win both games, and all sorts of things to happen. But they they've been fairly sort of comfortable or confident of getting in the playoffs for for the last you know 
yeah. the last couple of games of the season. They were clearly in it by the last game of the season. So there's a certain amount of, of sort of they can relax a little bit into that last one. But it's yeah. interesting that, that of the four playoffs, you're right, we're absolutely on, you know, we, 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 we're kind of that team that have, have got in at the last moment on a run of form. They're, they're also on a great run of form. And Sunderland and Lincoln are the two teams between us who are on, you know, iffy form. Um, yeah. Again, not getting ahead of myself, and I'm certainly not suggesting we will get through this playoff, but I, I kind of feel that whoever does get through from us and Blackpool, will will be the team with the confidence to 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 take that into the to the final yeah. um unless something dramatic happens and you know either Sunderland or Lincoln do really well in both their playoff semi-finals and, and go in on the crest of the wave but don't, those games are tight and you know no team really sort of sets the world alight i th- yeah. think they you know they're going to be feeling a bit twitchy um and certainly you know Sunderland fans are, are kind of like the the seasons they've had, they're they're not looking <laughs> too yeah. confident. And it's interesting. They said I I saw two or three people reference um, Max Powers, you know, knee slide and going, that's going to come back to haunt us. We we said it at the time, not thinking we'd get anywhere near the playoffs at that point. Oh, you know, that'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? We get them, we get in the playoffs, we get them in the final. You know, somebody scores a last minute winner, oh. and Carl Robinson knee slides into there. That yeah. is that is the and stuff it, dreams are made and they're, of. They're saying the same thing. Yeah. Saying, oh, it's going to come back to haunt us, isn't it? And you yeah. kind of think, you know, from that point on, I know we we then I think we lost the following game, but since then it's only the one defeat at Wimbledon, and it's sort of mentally the players have kind of you know, I think at the time Sunderland thought they were up. They were kind yeah. of like, yeah, well, yeah, we've only got to beat win our games in hand and we're up. And yeah, and it was a sort of a a, a change. For them mentally, that you know they didn't make it. We've gone on a run and we've got in there. Um, yeah. Obviously, Blackpool is is where we're thinking about, you know, for the next two games. That's all we can think about. And I yeah. think how we've approached other games in this little run, like we say, that last game of the season, we knew we had to beat Burton, and we we did that. We were hugely professional. We 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 played really well. Apart from a doubt on Sam Long with his hamstring, um, which I think. You know, he, he's unlikely, I would think, to make the semi-finals. Who knows? I think yeah. But other than that, we're kind of the squad is is pretty settled, um, and and they know what they need to do. They they've done it before. We've done it in this last game to get into the playoffs. Um, and there's not that horrible big gap where they go off the boil. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And and um. Yeah, I I think the the gap really did nothing for us last year, did it? It was um, it was it just it's too much time to think about it, really. If yeah. if nothing else, yeah. um, and the world was a you know a weird place then, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, I, yeah, I I think that I think the playoffs is. I mean, you only have to look at our playoff campaign last year. So there were there were basically three fixtures in that. If you don't count the two legs, there were three fixtures in those playoffs, as there are in all playoffs, mm. um, which every single one of them went the opposite way to to how most people would have thought those games would have gone. We beat Portsmouth across two legs. Mm. I just thought most people would thought Portsmouth were going to beat us in those playoffs, and Wickham knocked Fleetwood out. Most people would have had Fleetwood down. The third yeah. fixture, the final. I'd imagine, not to be too cocky, most people would have had us on for that final. Yeah, um, I think you're the, right. the playoffs are weird things. And, and you know, 
I think, you know, we can do all the analysis we want, but I think Carl will probably approach it with a, uh, look, I don't care where anyone finishing the table. Don't worry about that. Um, we're, you know, it's 11 v 11. We, we've, we, we can match them easily. Um, and, you know, let's, let's, let's go and it doesn't matter that they finished three places above us or how, what was it? Six points. Mm. Um, that's nothing. So what no. we can, we can combat that easily. And um, yeah. I think we've, we just got to go into it with full confidence and, and look, you know, as we said on the pod last week, I haven't changed my opinion about that. Of course, I, 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 I'm desperate to win the playoffs. But if we don't, there's, there's, a, there's a huge amount of promise for next season. Um, we've come in on the last day. Um, so let's just get at it and see what we can do. Why not? Let's, yeah, just, let's just go and do it, you know. Yeah. It, look, just thinking back to that, uh, saying, you know, 74 points would be enough to make the playoffs and, and thinking, well, it doesn't look like it'll happen because Pompey only need to win to get past that. Actually, statistically, it, it turned out to be 74 points was enough. And I've kind of had a look at, you know, play, teams that have been in playoffs one year and not gone up, what's happened the following year, and just having a quick sort of gander back through some of the League One playoff stuff to see if there's any kind of, any little crumb of comfort to hang on in there. And you kind of look, okay, a couple of years ago, Charlton went up after losing in the playoff semi-finals couple of years prior to that, Millwall went up after losing the previous final. Millwall mm. have done that twice, actually. They've gone up from the League One playoffs, having lost in the final the previous year. Yeah. Um, and also, Cardiff have gone up after losing the playoff semi-final. But equally, you can look at Yeovil, um, who were defeated in two playoff finals, yeah. and other teams that have you know got to finals and, and not managed to get through and, yeah. and, 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 and win. And I mean, so, you okay. want to, you want to talk about teams that feel like they're owed something in the playoffs. I refer to you. I refer you to our friends in the northeast, yeah. um, <laughs> who may well yeah. feel they've got a lot of stock uh, <laughs> or a lot of karma lined up there. But um, yeah. I don't feel that. Screw them. <laughs> no, yeah. you know, that's it. They they lost in a playoff against Charlton. You know? Yeah, and, and yeah, the, it's yeah. it does. I think it's a. Uh, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting excited. I'm dreading yeah. it. I, I almost want the whole thing to be over. So yeah, I, know, it's, it's like, weird, isn't it? It's... But I'm also really excited about potentially being able to go. Um, and if I can't, at least being in a pub with Oxford fans yeah. and watching it on the telly, um, and 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 it being a you know a yeah. slight return to normality. Um, and and I, I, another thing is, I, I this season has taught me so much about. Well, about football, really, in the <laughs> in the sense that, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I should have learned these lessons before, but we're football fans; we never learn lessons. But I, I, I you know, understanding that things might not be as bad as they look, things aren't over until they're over, um, and I mean, where we've come from this season, where we were in sort of December time, to where we are now, I mean, it's madness. It's it's mm. it's crazy that we've we've managed to to get this far and you know we're we're going to be involved in in the playoffs and um I really couldn't have imagined this in sort of December November time when you know especially after that defeat to Swindon it just felt so low and that you know you couldn't really see what we were going to do that year and that, and that if anything the coming end of the season we might be involved in a a fight at the other end of the table mm. um to be involved where we are it's amazing and 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 look I mean None of us thought we were having a good season in November. I don't care who you are. All of us were kind of thinking, this isn't that great, you know. Mm. And, and, okay, there's a difference between being pessimistic and, and, 
you know, just being down on a game, but then thinking there's a good outlook. I'll give you that. Yeah. We all thought we weren't doing well. We Even if we didn't say it on Twitter, it doesn't matter. We all thought yeah. we weren't in a great season. Now we are. Now we're in a playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be united. Let's smash Blackpool. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, here's something I'm going to I'm going to say now, Fraser. And if you after I've said it, and you feel we should cut this out, feel free. <laughs> okay. But, and it's it's that whole looking back at records and and uh, that sort of stuff. So I had a quick look at um, how teams have fared in the playoffs previously. Uh, and in uh, football league playoffs, the records, the most playoff promotions is held by which team? The Blackpool. most playoff. Oh god! They've got the most playoff. They've had five promotions through the playoffs. Well, that means uh, they've had too many. <laughs> exactly. They've been to the most finals as well. They've been to seven finals. <laughs> I know. God. I know. Um, so I'm just thinking those records have to be broken, don't they? You know, yeah. We've, we've seen records broken this season. Yeah. Seven in a row. Um, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That went by the by. Um, we've seen us win at South End last year, and uh, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, records, records are there to be broken. Exactly, um, and do you know what always makes me laugh? I'm not saying you were saying this. In fact, you were saying the opposite. <laughs> but people who might look at Blackpool's stat there, they've been to seven playoffs, and and come up with this crap about. Oh well, they'll they'll understand it a lot better than us. Sorry, yeah. you know it's not the same eleven playing every year, don't you? You know, yeah. it, what? Who understands it? We're talking about they, <laughs> different, they, ma- different yeah. manager, different owners, <laughs> yeah, different division, different players. Say this thing, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's like people when our fans used to get really wrapped up in the Fleetwoods, uh, you know, <laughs> monkey on our back. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'll give it. It was interesting. It was annoying every year losing to them, but this thing about. Um, you know, and these players, they'll know how it feels each year losing to Fleetwood. Well, hang on. It's not always the same players. <laughs> they don't, probably right. largely don't really care. <laughs> no. uh, but there we go. It's, yeah. a, it's us fans that do that. I mean, yeah, it, exactly. That's what almost, we're here for. It almost ties in with the, uh, I know it's it's coming up to Eurovision time. And, and it's often, oh yeah, the last time Spain won Eurovision was the same year that this team won in, in um, yeah. final, you know, the European Cup final in in, in Bavaria. <laughs> And and the Spanish yeah. was, was represented by a brother and sister duo, and this year it's a brother and sister duo, so that means that yeah. this is going to happen. Like, yeah. No. And it was Prince Edward's thirtieth birthday, and if you divide thirty by two, you get the letters that make up Edward. Oh, do you? Do you? I don't. Right next. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll just have to. Yeah. What? As we said, I think we've said. Whatever will be, will be. Absolutely. Um, you know, leading into last weekend's game, do what we can do. Whatever will be, will be. Uh, yeah. But on that note, I think we ought to also maybe throw a little prediction in there as to what <laughs> might happen. So are we saying for the first leg or for the aggregate? I I, I know you mentioned, and sorry to everyone who's listening, we may not get a chance of doing one between the two games. If we do, we will, obviously. But if we can't, we won't. Um, but... I think it's it's going to be difficult to predict a game after this one, if that makes sense, because it, yeah. it, a lot will depend on what happens in the first leg. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah, spoiler alert, we don't know. <laughs> um, okay, aggregate then. I'm going to say... Oh, God. Oh, God, this is so hard. I'm going to say... Well, I'll I tell you what, I... don't, let's not go aggregate. Let's just go first game. And then okay. We're not, we're not tempting any fate. Yeah. With what happens, we'll, we'll no. just... Because we're all superstitious, aren't we? I don't know yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah. going to be getting out the lucky pants and all of that yeah. for, 
for whatever luck happens. So yeah. let's 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 you know observe okay. the the gods of superstition. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, I let's... saw the gods of superstition at the wheat sheaf a few years. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll we'll do that and we'll just do just do choose this game at home. Okay. Right. Choose the game at home. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say Oxford are going to win. I'm going to say Oxford are going to win 3-1. I'd settle for that all day long. I I think it's going to be tight. I'm going to go one all for the home game. And uh, we'll see what happens. I I hope to God you're right, Fraser, clearly. (laughs) Um, But as we said, whatever it will be, will be. Um, If you're listening to this and you're going, um, enjoy it you know sing your hearts out all yeah. of that sort of stuff if you can't make it hopefully you know you'll be able to watch it with with like-minded individuals yeah um and you'll you'll also cheer hopefully cheer loud enough that the fact the players will hear it um yeah, yeah it's it's great to be in them absolutely um, hi team again hi team um and and hi to everyone who's listening enjoy it stay safe wherever you are watching it um you know the club need to do a lot of things to get us in there um and and fingers crossed it all goes well um but we shall see what happens um but until the next time whenever that might be um we will we'll wish you all well and we'll see you soon <laughs> i don't want to say goodbye it means it, we move on to the next part of yeah. the process which is the game coming yeah, up but God. we have to we have to stop at some point yeah. so Thank you for listening if you got this far and when I've been waffling. But thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.